Byte launches from the founder of Vine, Facebook's clear history button makes its debut, and Facebook kills it while disappointing investors. It's Monday, February 3rd, 2020. All that's coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 392 of Brave Ad World. New consumers, new media, new strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 392 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines actual insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wigert, and I have a ton to talk about this week. But before I get into it, uh, we'll, there will not be a new episode next week. So it's going to be a couple weeks between episodes. But with that out of the way, let's just start talking about the headlines and talk first about Byte. So Byte is a new video sharing platform and it released. And as you know, new apps, they launch all the time. But what makes this one notable is it comes from the founder of Vine, Dom Hoffman. So he brought the world Vine, that looping six second video sharing platform that Twitter actually acquired in 2012 and then shut it down in 2016. Well, Hoffman's new app, like I said, it's called Byte and it's gaining quite a bit of traction in the U.S. Apple App Store while competing directly with TikTok. So how does Byte work? Well, much like Vine, Byte lets users create short, looping, six-second videos. Users can follow accounts or they can view a section to discover new content from accounts they don't follow. Videos, they can be downloaded so that users can share them to platforms like Twitter, like Instagram, and potentially bring new users over to the Byte platform. So Vine was a really unique product when it launched, but Byte launches at a time in which short, entertaining videos, those are pretty much the go-to modern digital currency. TikTok, it's been a massive success, and there are also similar platforms like Facebook's Lasso crowding the market, uh, at least the edges of the market that TikTok doesn't yet dominate. What Byte has going for it, however, is TikTok's under a pretty high degree of scrutiny from the likes of U.S. regulators who express concern from about TikTok's influence from the Chinese government over TikTok's parent company, ByteDance. Byte also has nostalgia on its side. Since being shut down, the internet has been hungry for a true Vine replacement. So the question is, now that they have it, are they going to use it? And that's something to, to watch, but Byte has a lot of momentum behind it. But as you know, a platform with momentum when it launches doesn't translate to long-term success most of the time. So we'll see where Byte goes from here. All right. Speaking of things that have, that might not have long-term success or things that take a while to figure out whether they succeed, uh, it's been two years in the making, and Facebook's clear history button, it's actually here. Uh, today, the feature doesn't exactly clear users' hit history, which explains why the tool is actually called Off Facebook Activity. So the Off Facebook Activity menu, it's available to all users. You can go to it right now. It allows users to view and manage any website or app that tracks a user's Facebook activity, whether they're logged into Facebook or not. From there, users can hit Clear History to remove any data collected by those services. Now, now those services, they can still collect data from users unless they choose to opt out by selecting Manage Future Activity. 
Facebook tells users who choose to use the tool uh, that ads will become less personalized. It's also worth noting that user information is disconnected from the apps, but user data continues to be retained and collected by Facebook. So this isn't exactly the, uh, the pantheon of privacy protection from Facebook that we thought we might get. And then as things started to uh, come to fruition, we realized that's probably what we weren't going to get. So that's what it is. Should users decide to adopt the feature in a big way, though, it's going to make it more difficult than ever for advertisers to track and target their digital campaigns. And we have right now the demise of cookies going on. So this is another update that makes online tracking and targeting less reliable. Still, only time is going to tell just how many users adopt the feature. Like I said, you have to go into a menu. There's a little bit of work required to do it. So while users say they want more privacy and less tracking, it's unclear just how much action people are willing to take to act on what they say they want. All right, speaking of Facebook, let's talk about our last story this week. It's earnings time. So Facebook had another financially successful quarter reporting ad revenues and profits meeting expectations. Revenue was even up 25% year over year. Still, investors, they weren't really impressed with Facebook meeting expectations because everyone's pretty much gotten used to Facebook exceeding expectations. So that's raised concern that maybe Facebook has peaked. And that concern actually sent Facebook shares down 7%. The earnings call it also revealed that new privacy measures could further impact revenue growth. And Facebook acknowledged that its new clear history feature that I talked about earlier could actually make ads on the platform less valuable and less effective. Exacerbating that problem is advertisers growing reliance on stories ads, which generate less revenue than ads in the newsfeed for Facebook. Now, Facebook's working to create new reasons to for users to engage with its platform. They're expanding watch, their gaming offering. There's a big emphasis on groups and social shopping across all of its apps. So those investments, plus investments in privacy and election interference, prevention measures, those grew Facebook expense expenses, which further spooked investors. Now, I think over the long term, those expenses are going to translate into growth for the company. But right now, investors are a little concerned with those capital expenditures. Facebook's focus, it's much less about growth in users now and much more about monetizing the users it does have to a greater degree. So that means bringing them back to the platform more often through efforts that grab their attention, keep them engaged like watch, but they're also really working to monetize users more. They're working to increase platform transactions through efforts like Instagram commerce. So it was a tough quarter for Facebook in terms of not blowing things out of the water in terms of success, but I think they've laid the groundwork for a lot for some potential growth opportunities. Not that that's investment advice. It certainly isn't, but that's kind of what I see Facebook doing. All right, that's it for this week's main stories. So now I'm going to dive into the news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happened this week at a high level that didn't get discussed earlier. So after receiving criticism over the way it was using favicons to disclose paid search results, Google, it's actually rethinking things. Google has stated that it will update the design of paid search results over the next few weeks. Pinterest is getting into augmented reality, into the augmented reality game with the launch of Try On. This is a new feature. It lets users try on products on the platform. It's powered by Pinterest's visual search tool lens. So currently, Try On is 
debuting to allow users to view how different shades of lipstick look on them from brands like Neutrogena, Sephora, and L'Oreal. Apple reported a 9% annual increase in its Q1 earnings, beating expectations. They're killing it with wearables, growing that side of the business 44%. It also noted a 17% year-over-year increase in services subscriptions, reaching $12.7 billion. The tech giant's China business grew 3% annually. And this market is going to be closely monitored as the coronavirus outbreak continues. And Facebook, they took steps to in terms of bringing their oversight board closer to reality. The board, it's going to start reviewing cases this summer. It revealed its bylaws. It stated that members and trustees are going to be announced in the coming months. The board, it's going to be in charge of content reviews for the platform. Any piece of content that is taken down by Facebook can be appealed by users to this board. Once the appeal process is complete, users can actually there is an appeal process, and once that process is complete, then users can take it to the board. So-called urgent cases, those can be reviewed by the board immediately. The board will evaluate the content, and their decision on that content will be announced publicly, and it could potentially alter Facebook policies based on their decisions. And lastly, Google is rumored to be working on a new messaging app for businesses as part of its G Suite product. Google, it's had a mixed track record when it comes to messaging services with Hangouts, Duo, Talk, Allo. But this tool, it would be less aimed at the consumer market and much more directly aimed at the workplace market with the likes of Slack. All right, that is it for episode 392 of Brave Ad World. Before I let you go, I always want to hear from you. Send questions, send comments, let me know what you like, let me know what you don't like to braveadworld at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice. It helps me know what you think and it helps others find the podcast. I can be found on Twitter at T Wigert. That's T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. You can also find my personal thoughts occasionally at braveadworld.com. Thank Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.